Chapter Four of Childhood by Leo Tolstoy, translated by Charles James Hogarth, eighteen sixty nine to nineteen forty five. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Chapter Four. Lessons. Karl Ivanitch was in a bad temper. This was clear from his contracted brows and from the way in which he flung his frock coat into a drawer angrily donned his old dressing-gown again and made deep dints with his nails to mark the place in the book of dialogues to which we were to learn by heart volodya began working diligently but i was too distracted to do anything at all for a long while i stared vacantly at the book but tears at the thought of the impending separation kept rushing to my eyes and preventing me from reading a single word when at length the time came to repeat the dialogues to karl who listened to us with blinking eyes a very bad sign i had no sooner reached the place where someone asks wo kommen sie her where do you come from and someone else answers him ich komme vom kaffeehaus i come from the coffee-house then i burst into tears and for sobbing could not pronounce haben sie die zeitung nicht gelesen have you not read the newspaper at all next when we came to our writing lesson the tears kept falling from my eyes and making a mess on the paper as though someone had written on blotting paper with water karl was very angry he ordered me to go down upon my knees declared that it was all obstinacy and puppet comedy playing a favourite expression of his on my part threatened me with the ruler and commanded me to say that i was sorry yet for sobbing and crying i could not get a word out at last conscious perhaps that he was unjust he departed to nicolo's pantry and slammed the door behind him nevertheless their conversation there carried to the schoolroom have you heard that the children are going to moscow nicolo said karl yes how could i help hearing it at this point nicolo seemed to get up for karl said sit down nicolo and then locked the door however i came out of my corner and crept to the door to listen however much you may do for people and however fond of them you may be never expect any gratitude nicola said karl warmly nicola who was shoe-cobbling by the window nodded his head in assent twelve years have i lived in this house went on karl lifting his eyes in his snuff-box towards the ceiling and before god i can say that i have loved them and worked for them even more than if they had been my own children you recollect nicola when volodya had the fever you recollect how for nine days and nights i never closed my eyes as i sat beside his bed yes at that time i was the dear good karl ivanitch i was wanted then but now and he smiled ironically the children are growing up and must go to study in earnest perhaps they never learnt anything with me nicola eh i am sure they did replied nicola laying his awl down and straightening a piece of thread with his hands no i am wanted no longer and am to be turned out what good are promises and gratitude natalia nikolaevna here he laid his hand upon his heart i love and revere but what can she do here her will is powerless in this house he flung a strip of leather on the floor with an angry gesture yet i know who has been playing tricks here and why i am no longer wanted it is because i do not flatter and toady as certain people do i am in the habit of speaking the truth in all places and to all persons he continued proudly god be with these children for my leaving them will benefit them little whereas i well by god's help i may be able to earn a crust of bread somewhere nicola eh 
nicola raised his head and looked at karl as though to consider whether he would indeed be able to earn a crust of bread but he said nothing karl said a great deal more of the same kind in particular how much better his services had been appreciated at a certain general's where he had formerly lived i regretted to hear that likewise he spoke of saxony his parents his friend the tailor schönheit or beauty and so on i sympathized with his distress and felt dreadfully sorry that he and papa both of whom i loved about equally had had a difference then i returned to my corner crouched down upon my heels and fell to thinking how a reconciliation between them might be effected returning to the study karl ordered me to get up and prepare to write from dictation when i was ready he sat down with a dignified air in his armchair and in a voice which seemed to come from a profound abyss began to dictate von allen leidenschaften die grausamste ist have you written that he paused took a pinch of snuff and began again die grausamste ist die undankbarkeit the most cruel of all passions is ingratitude a capital oo mind the last word written i looked at him for him to go on punctum stop he concluded with a faintly perceptible smile as he signed to us to hand him our copy-books several times and in several different tones and always with an expression of the greatest satisfaction did he read out that sentence which expressed his predominant thought at the moment then he set us to learn a lesson in history and sat down near the window his face did not look so depressed now but on the contrary expressed eloquently the satisfaction of a man who had avenged himself for an injury dealt him by this time it was a quarter to one o'clock but karl ivanitch never thought of releasing us he merely set us a new lesson to learn my fatigue and hunger were increasing in equal proportions so that i eagerly followed every sign of the approach of luncheon first came the housemaid with a cloth to wipe the plates next the sound of crockery resounded in the dining-room as the table was moved and chairs placed round it after that mimi luboshka and katenka katenka was mimi's daughter and twelve years old came in from the garden but foka the servant who always used to come and announce luncheon was not yet to be seen only when he entered was it lawful to throw one's books aside and run downstairs hark steps resounded on the staircase but they were not foka's foka's i had learnt to study and knew the creaking of his boots well the door opened and a figure unknown to me made its appearance End of chapter 4 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine